VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms, and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Well, hey, hello there, Doug Mallard. Hey, Doug Benson. Sup? <laughs> um, that's a great question. <laughs> what is up? Um, listen, buddy. It's a movie. I didn't book a guest for today. Oh. Uh, because you and I deserve some me time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, us time, Doug time. Dougie time. Yeah, plus everyone's busy. I mean, I was talking to you before we started this, because that's how this works. <laughs> 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 Quick hello before we start. And you said that, uh, you know, you just got a lot of uh, holiday business, you family you business you got to attend to. Yeah, it's tis the season. Yeah, but it strangely lightens up, I think, like next week, like as it gets closer to the date, I guess some of us have more uh, time on their hands than others. I mean, Hanukkah is already over. Right. So I'm going to hit up some uh, Jewish friends for the next <laughs> few episodes. There you go. But uh, we've had several shows in a row where the guests were so good and had so much to say and were so charming that we didn't get to any of the questions that we'd written for them. So today I thought that you and I should say it, Doug. Eat some leftovers. <laughs> That's right. We're going to answer the questions we didn't get to in the last several episodes. <laughs> should be fun. Step in. Let's go to work. Hey. Whoa. I was choking Hello. on coffee during that. <laughs> really? You took, uh, see, I just sat here like an idiot. I could have like refilled my drink. I could have like actually done something with that time. <laughs> uh, but I just sat here listening to it. Cause I still, I still can't believe that we have a theme song uh, <laughs> that this has been going for as long as it has. With no end in sight. I don't see any reason to stop because at the very least, it's just a chance for you and I to catch up. Can't stop the Dugs, man. <laughs> Who let the Dugs out? We did. I mean, what's going to change in your life, Doug, that's going to keep us from continuing this show? Are you going to have – is a family in your future? Or are you uh, – I, I don't believe we are going to have childless. a family. <laughs> happily childless, I think, is the way. And – uh I appreciate anyone that isn't upset about that. There are people that get upset about that. They do. Sometimes. Yeah, it's weird. It's so important to people. And like, you're like, hey, you know what? I don't need to pass this name along. I don't need to have children. Uh, I don't need a Doug Jr. <laughs> definitely don't need a Doug Jr. Yeah. I wouldn't do that um, to you. Well, that's uh, I, I like your stance, you know, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, people aren't going to hassle me about it anymore. Cause it's just like now I'm at the age where people look at you, you know, give me really sideways looks for uh, yeah. getting into being a father so late in the game, you know, so uh, 
So it's you're going to have to, you know, weather the storm. It's going to, you know, be another 10 years for you, probably at least before oh, people start to go, oh, yeah, we can give up on that dream or whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited about the next 10 years of this. Uh, you know, just don't talk to people is how I uh, took care of it. <laughs> but also not being married also helps, you know, because it's, you know, that's already another step that they expect you to go through. But you've already said, screw off. It is just weird because it's generally the same people that ask over and over again. It's like, we've been down this like it hasn't. And I know people change their minds, but it's a weird thing to keep getting asked about it, you know? Yeah, it's I don't know why it's so important to people. And we Uh, love kids. I love kids. I and uh, you know, I think if we had kids, then I'm gonna spend less time around your kids. And that's a lot of times the reason people like you guys are so good around the kids. And it's like we wouldn't be as as available if we had our own kids. So you should be excited we're not having kids. So we can hang out. We'd learn to hate children if we had our own. Like <laughs> your kids, you know, we can uh, even if we start to hate them, we can walk away. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not forced to. Uh, we can just drop them off at the nearest fire station. I there think you go. How it works. <laughs> um, <Other people> <laughs> so three episodes back, we had our friend Wayne Fetterman on, who uh, you know just has been in so many movies and TV shows and he's done stand up, and now he's got a podcast called history of comedy that I enjoyed uh, being interviewed for. And I'll, I guess I'll be sprinkled into a few episodes cause he does it like, you know, it's one of those shows where he takes a subject from comedy and then kind of puts together a pastiche of uh, people being interviewed by him about that subject. And uh, they added it together. You know what kind of sound effects or other stuff they add to it. But I gotta, I gotta check it out sometimes. It's Wayne Fetterman's history of comedy. Um, but let's do the Wayne Fetterman questions that we had prepared. We'll just ask each other. Great the questions that we had for Wayne. So we can, uh, we can eat these leftovers. Um, and we'll just, like I say to all the guests, we'll imagine ourselves either as Wayne or just answer how we think Wayne would answer or, or our own opinion or all of the above. I mean, you know, I'm in no hurry as long as this takes (laughs) less than than an hour. (laughs) Um, all right, uh, Doug, so yes, as is customary, you go first. All right, let's do it. Uh, First question for Wayne Fetterman and you, or either bachelor party versus jealous boyfriend in the front row, bachelorette party versus jealous boyfriend in the front row with his arms crossed versus uh, the guy that just blurts out random stuff of those hecklers. Which one do you like the least? Or if there's another category. Oh my God. Can this question end? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> uh well okay so what are the options again you got you got a bachelorette party the That's guy like, in the front row with his arms crossed or a person that just yells stuff out all right and the guy in the front row with his arms crossed is just because of why he's just not a, a good times, like a jealous boyfriend a lot of times i feel like guys sit in the front row and they're angry and they think they're funnier than the comic the whole time and they just pout it's so weird yeah, I get that. And they might have heckled during a previous act or something and been told to be quiet. Like, oh, yeah. people get this really weird, like, uh, well, I'm not going to laugh then if I'm not allowed to yell out nonsense. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> then I'm also not going to be a good audience member at all. I'm going to figure out another way to suck. Um, <laughs> but the bachelorette party is, especially when they seat them up front, but even in the back, it's just something that I have not missed at all since I became more of a, a niche act where like, you know, I don't have like passes or free tickets to my shows. Like it's only people yeah. really want to be there that, that, that come and pay for their tickets. So like, I feel like I'm keeping them from having to, I feel like my audiences should be grateful that there's never a bachelorette party in the crowd because uh, absolutely the last time one showed up, they were really great. And I, I was shocked and delighted, but for the most part, um, really you, know, you had a good experience. 
I did. It was just, wow. but it was probably like a nerdier group of bachelorettes or something. Like they just, they knew, understood the assignment of being at a comedy club. Whereas most bachelorette parties, for, as they traipse from place to place, uh, some with only one or no shoes on their feet, <laughs> they, um, you know, they take over each place they go to. They have a very like, wow. uh, you know, hey, look at us kind of attitude with their penis hats and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. And and the, and the fact that they're generally, you know, getting drunker and drunker. And yeah, they're, they're not arriving at the comedy club sober. They're already half in the bag and being served more alcohol, which is super fun. Yeah. And it's just like clubs just let them in because it's a big party and it's a lot of money. And I sort of understand that. But uh, that's where at parties uniformly and apologies to anybody that's ever been part of one that did you thought you were part of one that was like totally cool and everybody loved you uh that could happen and has happened i guess but for the most part <laughs> I, a guy with the guy just looking at me with his arms crossed i can look somewhere else like you know i don't have to really worry too much about yeah, that's in fact true. i start to enjoy uh punishing that person by uh, making them just listen to me talk but then the person blurting out the, the random thing that's, you know, that's if they, if they, if they do three or less, I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's when they keep going and going and going, then that's when I would hope security would step in. But, but at first just yelling out a random thing, you know, it sucks if it happens right on your punchline, which a lot of dumb drunks yeah. tend to do. But as long as it's not on your punchline, I feel like uh, for me personally, it's just a opportunity to, you know, make that person either, you know, I can either make fun of them or, you know, have more fun with what they said. If what they said was actually clever. Yeah. I actually had to have people kicked out of a show a couple of weeks ago for the first time, maybe ever. I don't know. Ever? Um, no, probably not. I'm sure I'm just, it's, there was I mean, you're, used to, put, you're used to putting up with some shit though, because you were like, you play the, Velveeta room. And yeah. Yeah. The, the Velveeta room can be, but, and this was at the Velveeta room, which I would say is way more tame now, but it was just, a, it was two couples and they were just care. They were interrupting everybody in front of me at the end of every set. And people were already mad. And then, so I went in mad and then they, they started with me 30 seconds in just having a conversation amongst themselves. And I just went off and it, <laughs> and what's crazy is the door guy, Mikey, who's been there for 20 years or something. He said, post quarantine, you know, pandemic start, he's kicked out more people since then the last two years or a year and a half or whatever, than he did in the 20 years prior to that, because people just forgot to behave some people. Which, well, that's what I think is like some people are extra better, well-behaved and just thrilled yeah. to be part of the, you know, just trying yeah. to be doing it, doing stuff. And other people are like, felt all along that this was all just again, this whole thing was against them personally. Yeah. And uh, now they get to just do whatever they want. Yeah. I threatened to rip the guy's throat out like Dalton from Roadhouse. <laughs> well, that's a great segue into the fact that this Saturday night, I will be uh, participating in a show called down in front at the, Straz Center in Ooh. Tampa. Uh, so all my Tampa Bays need to come out and uh, watch me and Matt Fernandez and a third gentleman whose name I can't recall. Uh, we're going to be just making jokes while watching Roadhouse in a big, yeah. beautiful, big, beautiful theater. And oh. uh, should be lots of fun. That's this Saturday in Tampa. And uh, you can't get in free if your name's Doug, because it's not my show. I'm just a guest on somebody else's show. That's why it's called Down in Front instead of, you know, I do movie interruption shows called The Benson sure. Interruption, uh, Benson Movie Interruption. But uh, this is just Matt doing his own thing, and I'm just uh, a guest in the – this is the first one, I think, that he's doing. So, um, you know, if you're in the Tampa area, come out. But all listeners of this show, keep in mind that if your name is Doug and I come to your town, I will probably have set up a deal where you can get in for free if you have a Doug on your ID. But also, you could always, you know, uh, fire me a DM on Instagram, uh, you know, saying, hey, I'm a, I'm a Doug, put me on the guest list, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a big deal because we you haven't had a Doug. 
come in to take care, like take, take you up on that deal. So I think it's going to be celebrated this first I would Doug hope so. advantage. Like, come on. I hope it'd be a big deal. If some Doug finally is like, yeah, I'm going to go see the show for free. Maybe it's that it's usually in a comedy club where there's a two drink minimum. Maybe, uh, maybe sometime when I play a theater, we'll get a Doug. Maybe I don't talk about it enough, but I do ask at my shows if there's any Dougs in the audience and there never are. <laughs> Which is very, very odd to me. So what was your question to Wayne? Oh, I remember. Hecklers. It was all about hecklers. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I like to kind of keep kind of a written record so I don't have to listen to the whole thing. Okay. So uh, <laughs> my first question to Wayne uh, through Doug Mellard is, uh, what's your favorite thing that features a piano? Wayne's an excellent piano player. Sometimes he sits down and plays piano while I tell jokes at the improv here in LA, but what's your favorite thing that features a piano? Like anything. Um, yeah. I mean, I wrote down an example in case, in case the question baffled, baffled Wayne. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you one, I'll say grand piano, not so much, but I'll say maybe how about La La Land? We've talked about that before, but I really like La La Land. And it has a piano in it. Yeah, I think Gosling plays piano. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, <laughs> you know, he sells out at one point, plays a bunch of fancy synthesizers with, uh, oh, right. you know, with John Legend. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, John Legend though is playing a character. He's not playing John Legend. Um, the real John Legend doesn't ask people to sell out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the real job is. But the point is that yes, La La Land uh, has lots of piano playing in it, and it's uh, it's very uh, the music's very pretty in that. And uh, I don't know what Wayne Fetterman's take is on La La Land, but for me, my favorite thing that features a piano is uh, two pianos played by the fabulous Baker Boys. Oh, in the wow. film of the same name starring <laughs> Bo and Jeff Bridges and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh yeah. That's I saw that. I think when it came out, but it's been forever. Yeah. I was watching it like on cable TV one night and uh, you know, it's a small movie, but it holds up. It was written and directed by maybe he didn't direct it, but it was at least written by uh, Steve Cloves, who's gone on to write a lot of the uh, Harry Potter movies, strangely enough. Huh. Uh, yeah, I don't know how he went from that to that, but uh, it's a it's an entertaining movie. Um, uh, all right, I, I would say also maybe Acme cartoons dropping pianos on cartoon characters' heads. All right, well, you know how I feel about just answers that are you know go on and on like that. <laughs> you got to right. go with your you got to go with your first instinct, but. Since you did bring it up, when was the last time you saw, if ever, uh, Looney Tunes back in action starring Brendan Fraser? Oh, I've never seen that. Is oh. it good, bad? Are or you up bad? for an assignment? Okay. I'd like you to watch it and, and tell me if it's any good. Okay, so you've never seen it either. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen okay. it, but I just, I don't remember. I don't really, I don't feel like I didn't love it. So that's why I'm not dying to revisit it. But I also feel like there's probably a lot there that's worthwhile. Was um, it also Jenna Elfman? Yeah, Jenna Elfman and Steve Martin is like the bad guy. Whoa, okay. I, I, yeah. can, I can get through with Steve Martin. I yeah, I mean... You know, that's the thing is I just I, I feel it's like people have had a mixed reaction to it. So I just want uh, I just wanted some verification. I mean, if okay. you don't do it, if you don't do it, it's fine. I think the last time I asked you to watch a movie, you never watched it. I forgot. It, but... I forgot. Although I did watch that <laughs> hockey movie with the Doug and that was fantastic. Oh, you watched Goon? Yeah, that was awesome. That was really good. So good. And I've never seen Goon 2 because I love Goon 1 so much. and I just don't want. I don't want Goon 2 tainting it. Yeah, I, I did watch Goon 2, and it's fine, but the first one's great. I mean, Goon 2 must just feel like, you know, just extra footage or something. Yeah, it's, it wasn't as necessary for sure. Yeah, 
and it just starts to become, then it starts to become, well, okay. He's going to beat up another guy now. Okay, great. (laughs) You know, then it's like, I don't know, maybe a little too punishing, especially back to back. Did you like, you went out of the first goon so hyped that you were like, I got to see goon two right away. Yeah. It would just got like you, you had said it was good, but it still caught me by surprise and how much I enjoyed it. So I was excited to keep going with the character, but yeah, I needed to. It's really, it's for how, for as brutal as it is, it's a really fun movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, number two. Yes. Number two. What is with a comic from the eighties or nineties that you don't think got enough attention or credit? I really thought you were going to say that you don't thank God enough for, uh, thank God enough credit. From yeah. how, which decades? Like 80s or 90s. Wow. Um, I guess this would count as 90s is, a, you know, a guy that's doing perfectly well. And I don't know if Wayne Fetterman agree with me or not, but there's a guy that I just think is so funny and I'm surprised that Anyway, I'll say his name and then you can tell me what you think. Pablo Francisco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he like, does well. But... He feels like somebody that should be bigger than he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And that's a compliment. He's sure, of course. Well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think he does all right. Like, he's, you know, he tours and, like, he just destroys every time he hits the stage because he does so many voices and sounds and, and – uh it's such a musical kind of act, you know, that, uh, yeah, he, but he really makes me laugh. I really enjoy when I, you know, run across him and, and get to see him, you know? And, uh, um, so that's my answer. Do you, do you have one? Like when you write these questions, I mean, I guess when we're asking people about like a TV show they've been in, like, like uh, a question I have coming up for Wayne's about legally blonde, you know? So that's sort certainly, uh, is one that I can necessarily answer myself, but like a lot of these, you kind of in your head have what your answer would be. Yeah. Most of the time, but for this one, I really was just curious with the history podcast. If he were to answer, you know, maybe learn of somebody I didn't know of or something, but I love Pablo though. That's a great answer. Yeah. But I wonder if there is anybody else that like, I'm aware of that you wouldn't know about. Like the thing is, is that, anybody that would really truly qualify, like had to kind of like quietly die or stop doing stand up or something, because, you know, most of them that stay in the game sort of also stay in the game, you know, like you, sure, keep, yeah. you keep sort of seeing around and hearing about them and stuff, but you know, um, yeah, that's a great question though. And, um, you know, as always, I wish that uh, Wayne had not, you know, talked so much in the earlier part of the show <laughs> about all the Dugs that he knows. <laughs> you really um, my question number two is, this is pretty funny that, you know, how we're starting to think alike, maybe. I wanted to ask Wayne, greatest decade ever for stand-up comedy? Because I think he's on his show, I think he's covered the, you know, I feel like he's covered a bunch of decades, like those CNN shows that do, you know, like movies by the decades and stuff. Yeah. No, oh, that's a tough one. Cause I feel like I want to say nineties. Cause that's when the spotlight really, I feel like got thrown onto it, but you go in the two thousands, you got Doug loves movies, you know, the podcast world kind of opened up a whole other door as well, but I'll say nineties just because I don't know. It's hard to look back at some of the comedy doesn't evolve with taste sometimes from back then, but uh, you know, we got shows like Seinfeld and I think things started to blow up and kind of pave the way for a lot of the clubs that are still out there right now. So yeah, I'll stick with nineties. What do you think? I think the greatest decade of comedy is yet to come. Ooh. (laughs) Might be this one that we're just barely into, you know, because people are hyped. Well, I just think that, you know, it's going to just make for some really interesting stand up that people are 
so concerned about cancel culture and being woke and, uh, you know, all that stuff, you know, that, that, that the expression that people still wield the expression politically incorrect. Like it's a, like something to like be proud of being right. Uh, is pretty wild. So I, I feel like comedy is really going to push the envelope in, in both directions. And, uh, I don't know. We all through a shared experience, you know, that was so crazy. There's going to be a lot of weird shit that comes out of, you know, the last two years. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just think people really have, uh, you know, pretty interesting takes on what's going on. But I think that also maybe for once it'll be a decade where I mean, you could take any comic that was working in which decade did you pick the nineties? Yeah. Uh, you know, you can pick almost any comic and they'll, they will say something that, you know, today would be considered uh, problematic, you know, oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, like comedy isn't aging well along with all of public culture that, that like, it, that's at all exploitative of anything. It doesn't seem like it's going to age well as the world becomes more evolved and, uh, you know, more of a, I mean, it's always been a melting pot, but like, it's just going to be a, such, such a mix of people that like, you know, you're going to get a lot of, I'm insulted because I'm one sixteenth, you know, whatever it is you just did. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> um, which is good. You know, it's good for people to be standing up for themselves is what I say. So I'm going to 20, what do you call this decade? The roaring twenties part two. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny like uh first of all roaring 20s yeesh what a terrible like i mean is that really a good description for the great depression but um <laughs> yeah it's like we, we have part of a decade to look forward to and then a really horrible ending and, and start into the next one maybe like we're the we're the snoring 20s yeah, <laughs> like everybody's asleep at the wheel, and it's not, and we're definitely gonna crash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hasn't been a good start. Yeah, uh, uh, two years yeah, in. <laughs> good God! All right, buddy. Your uh, question number three for Wayne Fetterman. Okay, I read that you taught yourself ventriloquism. What? <laughs> le <laughs> what led you to that? <laughs> what, what drove him to that uh, I, was, I was writing a suicide note and i thought you know there's one area of entertainment that i never conquered that i never tried and that's ventriloquism <laughs> i don't know i don't know what would compel him i mean you know, if I, if I could, if I could learn any, how to throw my voice at all in like an hour or even, you know, I don't know, maybe two hours. I don't know. I'm already, that's already maybe too much time. Like, I just don't think there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of ventriloquists out there because like, it's a very specific thing you need to learn and train yourself to do. And like, it's hard to know if you'd be good at it before you've even started to try. Yeah. Like some people, what is it about somebody's voice where they can make it, come out loud and clear i mean obviously amplification helps a lot with ventriloquists these days but still like there's a little girl on america's got talent that like is pretty damn good at not moving her lips but like i, you know, I did see her it. and it's fascinating it's pretty crazy she is really good yeah is it like was she just like having a conversation with somebody somebody at one point somebody went oh man your lips barely move you should just be a ventriloquist <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for her too, like that generation, it seems like it would be harder to get into because growing up, we definitely saw more of that, you know? Like, I definitely I know figured she... out, I just figured out the worst form of entertainment for deaf people. <laughs> right? Because the puppet, you can't read the puppet's mouth because it doesn't articulate. Yeah, they're you, like, can't read, you can't read the ventriloquist's mouth because they're all like thin-lipped and look at eyes darting around all weird. So, uh, yeah, that'd be a horrible, yeah, yeah. horrible entertainment yeah. for the deaf community. That's probably why I've enjoyed well, it. I guess the, the, the blind community, too, because you don't know whose voice is what. Right, but you can just sit and listen to the, uh, the quote-unquote the, the quote jokes. 
<laughs> you know, because uh, one of the most popular uh, ventriloquist dummies of all time, you know, came up in radio. You know, Charlie McCarthy, was that his name? And, uh, you know, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, like he uh, he was, a you know, a puppet that people would just, you know, they'd see live from time to time or they'd see pictures of him. But he was popular on the radio. Right. And he had a bunch and he had a bunch of other puppets, too. Uh, so we were very popular and then TV came along and they just, you know, swooped right in and you could watch him do his thing. And he, you know, but the whole time he was on radio, his lips could have been moving. We didn't know. You want me to start having a puppet for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Third Doug. <laughs> hey, other Doug. How's it going? There's this eagle that, you know, that's on stage uh, logo at the American Comedy Company in San Diego. Well, oh, yeah. Douglas movies on December 26th at 4:20, but that's not what I'm driving at here. <laughs> um, what am I driving at here? Oh, and uh, so sometimes uh, Dan Van Kirk will do the voice of the eagle, <laughs> and so that since the listeners can't see an eagle, and and even the people that are there are just looking at a picture of an eagle, it's uh, it's it does remind me of like uh, ventriloquism on the radio. Yeah, that's great. Um, all right, so this is we're really cooking here. We're like uh, we're barely through. Uh, we got haven't gotten through Wayne's questions yet, and uh, we got to go to our first break. So uh, only break. We only go to one break, but we're going to do that right now. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise, plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. We're back and uh, I got a delicious beverage that you may catch me the sound of me enjoying during the uh, back half of the show because I uh, I got parched. Parched? What? What? what uh, lemonade? <laughs> no. No, I just, my uh, one of my favorite drinks right now is just to uh, make my own soda water. Ooh. And, yeah. uh, you know, with the soda stream. And then I add uh, a little bit of uh, grenadine. Oh, wow. When, when somebody yeah. says parched, I always picture lemonade or like a mint julep. <laughs> I just needed water more than anything, but as long as I was at it, I decided to uh, make it fancy, fancy. give it a little flavor because I do get bored with just water. That's why I like the sparkling water. You know, the whole thing feels like a cocktail, but it sure isn't. All, All right. right. All right. We're on three for you, I believe. Yeah, my third question in the grilling of Wayne Fetterman <laughs> that didn't happen is, this is a pretty simple question. Maybe you can answer it, Doug. Is Luke Wilson nice? Yes. I'm going to say yes, because I he think has to be right. I, yeah. And I think he lives here in Austin and I know enough people that have run into him and it's all been pleasant experience. Oh. So. Yeah, he's around. Somebody saw him recently at uh, Barton Springs a couple months ago when people were still swimming there. Said he was a real nice guy. Wow. So as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, Wayne. What if I just spilled the beans on some horrible story about Luke Wilson? <laughs> I, I mean, if you had one, it might have been <laughs> interesting, but uh, the guy seems like he is pretty nice. And, uh, you know, I think he's, you know, there's Owen, of course, and then he's got another brother that the Andrew uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he acts every once in a while too, but uh, directed something too. Yeah, but Wayne was in Legally Blonde. I don't even know. If, I don't. Even, not even sure if his scene was with Luke Wilson, but 
I I just gotta I just gotta assume at some point uh, Wayne has either worked with or met Luke Wilson. It just seems like it must happen. My, All right, it's uh, your question number four. All right, real rando, but here we go. <laughs> what is your favorite mythological creature? Hmm. Now, if somebody asked me that in an interview, I'd walk out. <laughs> which really sucks when we're doing these over zoom. Cause I, you know, I'm comfortable at home. There's no reason for me to leave, but Alicia's like, what just happened? Yeah. Why is <laughs> coming back? Um, hmm. Wait. So mythical creature could just be any kind of creature that doesn't yeah, really exist, right. You yeah, don't really yeah. have to go into, uh, you know, like a Pegasus. mythology. You yeah, know, it yeah. doesn't have to be some. You know, because that's where I you lose me. Like that's another one of my Jeopardy questions when they're just like mythology. I'm just like, oh, my eyes roll <laughs> back into my head. You know, unless it's who played somebody in a movie about mythology. You know, if you say who's in Clash of the Titans, I can tell you that. Yeah, but I can't tell you about any. I hardly any of the characters. I guess Medusa is the lady with snake hair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You get that but, question right on Jeopardy. But my favorite mythological creature, like thing that doesn't exist, but it does in some sort of pop culture situation, might have to be like the abominable snowman in uh, uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Nice. Oh, I like it. Is that partially because you play a snow, uh, abominable snowman? Oh, I had the Yeti and uh, what do you call it? It's <laughs> yeah, Summer Camp Island. That's true. But, <laughs> <You're> no. <laughs> no, I just said it because I like, you know, like like right now there's an ad for some company that makes animal toys or there's like some sort of chew toys that are made that are like based on those ca- some of those characters. Yeah. So he's a chew toy and it's it's a pretty, pretty, particularly cute chew toy, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's just something about him that, like, uh, when he's angry in the earlier part, like, and this is from a kid's perspective, I'm saying, in the first part, when he's angry, he's really uh, scary. And then uh, when he comes around and, you know, decides to help out and put the star on the top of the tree, uh, who knows how much they're, like, zapping him with electric prods or something to get him to do it. But still, <laughs> he, seems, he seems like a productive member of society at the end. <laughs> And he uh, and he looks really cute at that point. You know, he's yeah. really lovable. He's lovable looking. He looks like he'd be like a good place to, you know, you could go hang out in his fur if it's too cold or whatever. Uh, you know, seems like a real, real, <laughs> real sweet guy. So uh, you know, seems like a snowman, but he's got fur. You know, like the snowman's only so lovable because you hug or kiss a snowman, and then you're fucking. You yeah. know, you're gonna have. You know, you're gonna have your face is gonna be all red. <laughs> you know, you're, you're going to be cold. You're going to potentially impact the, uh, the, the structure of the snowman. <laughs> um, we actually have right. a snowman, that abominable snowman in our front of our place right now. Uh, my wife got really into decorating because Christmas was canceled the last two years. So she went nuts. We've got one of those inflatable snowmen out there. We're going more inward with it. Like the the last uh, last year and the year before, we did stuff, but now that uh, now that everything's open again, I, I, I we've done hardly anything. I mean, I have a hat that I take out. That's uh, you know one of those Santa or elf hats, <laughs> and so I throw that on for like my cameos and stuff. Um, all right, but I don't want to let you off the hook for mythological creature. You can't ask a question like that without. Oh. Have my favorite yourself. Mine's very close. I mean, uh, the Sasquatch. So <laughs> we were right there. And I'm just not wintry as much, I guess. Yeah. Well, also Sasquatch, you can't really argue that any version that we've seen would, would be cute. Maybe is Harry, <laughs> is Harry and the Hendersons, is he cute in that? I, I still think he's a kind of uh, not appealing. Not really. He makes some goofy faces. That's as far as it gets. But yeah, yeah. He's not really cute. Yeah. I mean, the family loves him anyway, which is nice. But uh, <laughs> um, so. 
I've, so I forgot why, about so that. You, so you, uh, because of the, the, your favorite, because of the mystery of the Sasquatch, or because you are a believer in Sasquatch? Uh, I think it's just a weird mystery, and it's fun to, like, uh, I, I still love that weird old video, the grainy footage. And I, I was actually watching Elf for the first time forever the other night. Totally forgot about the Will Ferrell uh, reference to that Sasquatch footage. And it really got me. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> God. But Elf yeah. is really a solid uh, vehicle. It's good. And it's, it's cool when there's like something like that made. It feels like, you know, all right, we have all the Christmas classics. You can't keep churning them out and that definitely like delivers it still gives you all the holiday you know spirits and whatnot and it's funny and he sure commits to that character it's ridiculous it's so funny yeah he really does and uh you know i think but that's an example i think of it's uh it's not old enough to have uh you know weirdness in it uh for the most part i think i think there's still like a somebody calls him a inappropriate word at some uh, point i think but now i'm talking slowly because i got a sneeze coming on <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those ones it's like i just feel like it's gonna happen you're just like hurry up i hate that that's so annoying yeah and now you're gonna do it do it i don't think it's gonna happen i think it's uh you know, discussing it, left it at the gate, which I wish would happen with hiccups. I wish with hiccups, you could go, oh, oh, I got hiccups, and then they'd go away. Um, but, <laughs> you, you embarrass your future sneeze. Yeah, yeah. I really like my, my, my sneeze got shy. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't, this is not the time for me to, uh, to do this. Not in front of these people. <laughs> All right, my next question for Wayne Fetterman would have been, if your character from Legally Blonde, <laughs> Blonde, that, that wasn't another sneeze. That was just me uh, tripping over a word. If uh, if that had a song, if his character had a song in, in a musical version of Legally Blonde, which there was like a Broadway show version of it, but what would uh, your song be called, Wayne, was what I wanted to ask Wayne. That's a lot to put on you, Doug. You, don't even, you, you didn't live the, you don't even know what his character was, but his character was one of the guys that's like on the admissions board or something. Yeah. And it would be called let her in. Yes. His character is trying to, you know, let her in because she's cute. Uh, I don't know. It's been a minute since I've watched it, but I hope that aged. Okay. But I mean, that's, <laughs> probably really been done in real life i'm sure plenty of times by old dudes in a boardroom but yeah uh, but i think they're all really impressed with her and think she's hot i think it's like a real real twofer there yeah but i think they're trying to like uh stretch to make it work mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> but yeah i think it'd be called let her in because he's fighting for her to get in there yeah i like it i could see him having his whole like it could be his inner thoughts about how badly he wants it to happen. And, you know, unbeknownst to him, the other guys on the board are just right on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Like he's the character that makes it happen. That's a pretty legendary, you know, thing. Oh, is he? I don't know if he's, I, 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 think, he, like, I, I think he's the Dean. I think he's the spearhead of that whole thing. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was just him and two other guys sitting there. Yeah. There's a couple guys, but he gets a conversation. There's a couple things. Okay. <laughs> Everybody go watch legally blonde to find out. You don't even have to watch it. For, it's like the, one of the first scenes, I think. Oh yeah. Um, early on. Yeah. Okay. Next question from Doug Mellard. Okay. Uh, between the two, if you had to listen to one of these for 24 hours straight, would it be the accordion or the bagpipes? <laughs> um, that's easy. Unfortunately really? for me, for me it is. And I think Wayne would agree is that, you know, the accordion can do other stuff besides just be like, bum, 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 bum. you know, like it doesn't have <laughs> yeah. to be, it doesn't have to be cliche according music, music, 
but the bagpipes are just screeching. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> noise machines. No matter what, like I, I like them in some songs. I like them, you know, in a a funeral procession. You know, I like them when somebody's playing "Amazing Grace." I like um, uh, really running out of reasons to like bagpipes. Oh, corn. <laughs> I like bagpipes when when they play them in the band Corn. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember that. You don't remember? Oh no. yeah, bagpipes were huge. That uh, like the lead singer guy Jonathan Davis is that his name? Yeah. He would uh, he would come out and play them himself. But I saw at least one, maybe two Corn shows, like where they were part of a like a bigger show, a festival show or something. Yeah. Where they you know get everybody's attention by having a bunch of bagpipes march out at the beginning all wailing away and then it would segue into you know one of their uh <laughs> wow. heavy, heavy screaming songs yeah so uh yeah the accordion like you know like i love weird al yankovic music and he uses the accordion all the time so i just listen to 24 hours of weird al it would make me a little jumpy at the accordion <laughs> yeah. a little, tends be a to long be a 24 peppy. hours Tends to be peppy music when the accordion's involved, but uh, uh, I'm gonna. That's where my vote will go. And since Wayne plays the piano, I've never done this, but I might follow through on this one and and, and actually ask Wayne later. Uh, accordion or bagpipes for 24 <laughs> hours, uh, but like or maybe it. I'll. You know what? I'll ask this one on the um, on the uh, wide world of Doug's. Oh, Twitter, yeah. Twitter account. I'm going to ask accordion or bagpipes and uh, see what happens. But I feel like, should do I have to say the part about 24 hour? I don't think so. Or should I just say accordion or bagpipes and leave it at that? <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, you know, when, when I was asking that, I think you kind of nailed it because in my head, accordion was just as bad. But I think your bagpipe, you can't. I feel like someone playing the bagpipe well and someone playing it atrociously, it's the same thing <laughs> in my head. But accordion, you can probably actually make it sound pretty good. I'm probably offending some bagpipe players out there, but sorry. No, it's <laughs> it's so funny whenever there's like depicted in a movie or something, somebody dropping a bagpipe or somebody stepping on a bagpipe. It makes the same noise that it made <laughs> yeah, when yeah. it was being considered music. Right. It's just the way it's the way it fits in. I mean, the bagpipe players are, you know, it's amazing that, uh, you know, that they can make them sound uh, pleasant at all. Right. You know, it should just be a sound that uh, they make when you, you know, need to flee. <laughs> um, okay. So we're, we're almost there. We almost got through all the Wayne Fetterman questions. And then we got, uh, several other guests who didn't get to their questions. So there's plenty of leftovers, uh, to eat, but let's go, let's dig into my question. Number five, final question for Wayne Fetterman. Have you seen introducing Selma Blair, which is a great doc about that particular actress living with MS? No, I have not. I didn't know that was out there, but it is out there. It was, you know, did the festival circuit. That's how I saw it. And then now it's on one of the streamers. I want to say prime, but you know how that is. I know it's not Disney plus. I can narrow it down that much. So introducing Selma Blair, um, brought it up as much because I wanted to tell people about it as I also wanted to know if Wayne was familiar with it because again, he's in legally blonde, but I don't, right. know, I don't know if he worked with someone Blair at all, but it's a terrific documentary about how she's, you know, living with uh, MS and, but also about, you know, or just her life and career. And uh, yeah, it's really good. So, uh, yeah, I'm all for supporting that. I hope Wayne has seen it. I hope you see it. I've already told you. I, I can't. I've mentioned two movies I think you should see. So I, I, <laughs> I, I, I really very unlikely you'll see both. Maybe I'll watch that first, <laughs> <laughs> so that I can have the Looney Tunes after to kind of uh, lighten the mood. Um, have you ever seen? Uh, 
the skateboarding movie called North Hollywood? I have not. Do you like skateboarding movies? Uh, I suppose so. I'm not like a big skater, <laughs> but I'll watch it for sure. Yeah, it's uh, Sean Jordan recommended it on the uh, most recent Douglas movies. And uh, then I did a poll on the Douglas movies Twitter and uh, people were not into it. Oh, but weird. I feel like it's because a lot of people just haven't seen it. Yeah. But uh, he was really, really pumping it up. So I'm going to I'm going to check it out. Plus, it's got iCarly's in it for some reason. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah it says on the uh, poster or whatever it says miranda cosgrove so i was like well that's what is she in that that's an interesting choice she plays the skateboard no way <laughs> that can't be right um we did it we got through all the wayne fetterman questions oh. yeah which brings us to we had another great guest on uh, two weeks ago. Uh, he was ready to answer those Wayne Fetterman questions, but we ended up uh, not even getting to his questions. Uh, the great scratchy voice, Matt Jones, who everybody loves as the Badger on Leave It to Badger, a.k.a. Breaking Bad. <laughs> Wasn't that fun talking to him, Doug? Oh, he was the best. Yeah, he was fantastic. And I'm such a fan of that show. That was really cool. Yeah. So what was your first question going to be to Matt Jones? I'm equally interested in your opinion. So this is cool. Uh, Were you happy with the ending of Breaking Bad? I was trying to sneak a sip there. And I almost did did a a spit take. Of the end of Breaking Bad, the series or the end? Yeah, the, the series. Yeah, how it all yeah. wrapped up. Yeah, we talked to him a little bit about that uh, El Camino movie and, and how right. how weird that was. But um, I, that's why I was surprised by El Camino even existing because I was kind of shocked that people involved thought there was more to say sure. after the ending of breaking bad and i love better call saw i'd say i even enjoy it as a series more than i ever liked breaking bad um but i'll always be grateful to breaking bad for getting me to yeah uh, better call saw but um uh i didn't need more i was getting more breaking bad by watching better call saw so i didn't really need el camino Right. And uh, the way Jesse's characters left off in Breaking Bad, you can draw your own conclusions, you know? Yeah. Like, and I would have liked to seen more of what goes on with him, but the way they decided to do it years later and then have these, all these scenes where they had to de-age him. Uh, <laughs> it was just, it was, it was a bit much and just felt uh, unnecessary, especially to like do a whole thing where you see Heisenberg, you know, Brian Cranston, like we see him again in, in a scene is just sort of like, yeah, all right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's cool. Um, I guess at least the actor's still alive. Cause if they had tried to do something like that with it, somebody who had actually passed, right. which is, you know, starting to become kind of a thing, you know, yep. uh, <laughs> they think they've got the technology, but it's still, I just, it just creeps me out. I don't think, it, I don't think it's been done successfully yet i you know i like i don't even like like young sam jackson and wonder woman just i just i can't get, uh, uh, captain can't marvel get... yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i was yeah, yeah. i was thinking that when you said that that was the first thing that that was a lot i mean the irishman was really bad with the new oh, yeah. that was just that was just ridiculous. Anyway, we can talk. I can talk about that all day, but that's uh, Doug Loves Movies conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, did you answer that question? Were you? No, that was that you. Uh, were, were you happy with the series and the way it ended? Yeah, yeah. I was happy with it. I think Matt probably was, but then also was happy to get asked to come back when they did El Camino. Um, and what's your answer, Doug? I was very happy. It's just, you know, any ending to any huge series can be polarizing. And I found it weird when people would complain, but they never could really 
give me a real reason as to why they didn't like it. I think they just didn't want it to end or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, you know, you could argue that a lot of things go the right way for that whole contraption yeah. to work. Like just how, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing contraption, incredible sequence. I love it, but it's also like, well, that's, you know, that's like when somebody sets up some Rube Goldberg thing or a bunch of, uh, bunch of dominoes in a row and they knock it over and it, only a couple of things happen and it stops. <laughs> yeah. That could easily happen to the gun in the back of the trunk, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, so many lives are saved by guns jamming. I can't even tell you. <laughs> My question number one for Matt Jones was, what are the differences? And I really want you to tell me, Doug, what are the differences between a badger and a beaver? What are the differences? Uh, a beaver spends more time in water and builds dams. <laughs> Badgers don't go in the water or build dams? I don't believe so. I think that's strictly a beaver thing. Well, what, is, what do badgers do then? Just bother people? They build bridges. It's very different. <laughs> <laughs> they're more infrastructure. Uh... Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a different kind of uh, woodland creature architect. I, I, don't, I don't get the point of a badger then. <laughs> Are they more aggressive too? I, I would think so. I, I would I would approach a beaver before I'd approach a badger for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're like uh me and my girlfriend are like feeding all the you know, we want some of those almonds that are like safe for animals to eat. And so we're like we're just feeding all the birds and squirrels and animals in the neighborhood because um, you know, we want to have, we want to build up an army of animals that trust us and we'll do our bidding <laughs> oh, <I love it. laughs> as we, as we move forward into the, uh, <laughs> just start dressing like the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad plan. <laughs> We're almost there. You, and you just see a squirrel, you know, jumping on an enemy because like, <laughs> you know, we gave him a nut one time. <laughs> so funny i've actually been doing that as well i was at a friend's house and they they're like watch this and they had a squirrel run up to them and they like ate a nut out of their hand or whatever and i was like i didn't know you could do that so i've been feeding the neighborhood squirrels people keep squirrels as pets because like just yeah, like a dog if, if you're gonna feed them on the regular they'll hang out wow that's crazy isn't that weird i don't want them coming to the house but they're so cute, them. but yeah, yeah they're, they too, they're all still too a little rat-like. They're still yeah, too, yeah. they're out there crawling through everything. Like they put their feet in every, like they're in the sewers. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of rats most. I mean, squirrels is mostly being you know high up. Like we saw one running around on a roof that was really high up the other day, and it was it was pretty uh, impressive. Was the Batman of squirrels. Yeah, but this is just a taste of the amazing uh, Matt Jones questions that us two Dougs have come up with. But we are we are out of time for this installment, and our next guest may have to take on Matt Jones questions, Rich Summer questions, not Ooh. to mention questions about identity and names and Dougs. Do you have any plugs, Doug? Come out every Tuesday in Austin, Texas at 9 p.m. It's I've got a comedy show with Mike Weeby called Excelsior. It's at 9 p.m. free. And it's at Buzz Mill East. East. Don't go to the wrong Buzz Mill. But come on out, check it out. It's a good time. People have been enjoying it. Come on, Buzz. Hey, I hate when you go to the wrong Buzz Mill, it's still a pretty good time, but it's a whole different <laughs> it's a whole different scene. They're actually it's an actual buzz mill. <laughs> with yeah, a yeah. buzzsaw and logs yeah it's a way different experience we're telling jokes at the other one you get put to work you have to saw some logs hang yeah. out with some beavers you don't want that one no good yeah what about you um i was just looking to see if i had written down any plugs and in fact i did i gotta mention again roadhouse yeah uh, 
the show's called Down in Front, Straz Center, Tampa, Florida, this Saturday night. Then on Tuesday of next week, December 14th, I'll be doing Douglas movies at the Orlando Improv and the following Saturday at the Miami Improv. And, oh, I came up with a fun title for this episode. And any other words you'd like to say, Doug, before I wrap it? Oh, yeah. Also, if you need a good digital stocking stuffer, pick up one of my many Fart Safari albums. <laughs> Doesn't matter which one. Just pick one at random, put it in somebody's, put it in somebody's sock. And at first they might be angry. Like, did somebody put this fart in my sock? And then you go fart safari. And it's a boat on the river of laughs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, For producer Ryan and everybody at Misfit Toys, as always, it's a Doug Eat Doug world. Got it. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.